come on. You did. You, you grew up with seasoning, Joshua. You did. Nerd on. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, and where all levels of nerd are welcome. We have a fun episode today, so before we get into that, let's introduce the host. I am Josh. My name is Tom. And this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, you do get fun perks, like you get early access to these episodes. You get bonus episodes that nobody else hears. You get uh, what we call the Nerd On Nudge on our other weekly show, the Nerd On Update, where we answer questions from the audience. And if you're a member of the Nerd On Nation, you get your questions put to the front of the line. So that's fun. And you also get access to secret channels on our Discord server that only you, as a member, have access to. So it's good stuff. So check that out, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. And do know that as a member of the Nerd On Nation, you are helping us to create more content and be the best that we can be to be and to get better, really, and to continue creating this content because we love doing it. Um, and also check out that Discord, nerdon.tv backslash Discord. And a huge shout out, as always, to our partners, Apogee and Odyssey. Apogee have equipped us with these microphones. Honestly, it's the only way that we have been able to keep doing this. So a huge shout out to them because they are dope. Apogee is dope. It's really the best way to put it. Uh, Their products are always quality, and I've been using their products for a long time. And so the hype mic... It's just a wonderful microphone to be used on anything from your Zoom calls to uh, Twitch streams to this, podcasting, Um, and also Odyssey headphones. We are using their LCD ones. Incredibly comfortable for long periods of time. Listening to music sounds wonderful on them. Um, I highly suggest them, so do check out Odyssey. And um, really, if you go to our website, there is a tab that is all of our partners that if you shop with them, you support us. Every uh, A little bit of every um, transaction goes to us. Uh, it's things like Comixology. Uh, if you do read comics and would like a digital format, check out them. Avid Pro Tools. We use Avid to create this show. Um, Blueberry. There's, there's lots of really cool things, so check it out. Um, yeah, it's on the partner page. But that that is the housekeeping. Tom, what is this episode? What are we doing here? What's happening? So we have a very fun episode in in store for you listeners. Um, this is, uh, you know, the tail end of the year. Um, but, you know, that doesn't exclude us from having some fun with other podcasters. And uh, in particular, um, I am uh, friends and acquaintances, longtime collaborative partners with one uh, Dustin Baker. Um, him and I go back uh, to our pay the bills job. And we've been just trying to get working on creative collaborations together. And it wasn't until about last year um, they decided to make a podcast. So his partner, Rashawn, um, are the hosts of the podcast, My Two Black Friends. Um, and uh, I started listening to it, you know, as you do as a, you know, loyal and, and uh, supportive friend of whoever's in your creative uh, periphery or influencer sphere of social uh 
you know, gatherings. It's what you uh, do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so I started listening and uh, I found I really enjoyed it. And I thought it was something that allows us, you know, nerd on. We are a large gamut of conversations and art and media and um, pop culture span from, you know, the political and the social and the economic and religious stuff, too. So um, as much as we have fun, I thought it was really cool to bring these guys in. Um, so uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Dustin and Rashawn from my two black friends. And I hope everyone um, really enjoys it because we talk about the things that uh, started their tree of nerdum. Um you know, what is it like to be black and nerdy? What is that experience like? And how is that different than, you know, maybe your experience or how it's different from mine and Josh's? Um, but then we also just talk a little bit about how their season two will be premiering uh, on Black Friday. So, yeah, um, I hope everyone it's a fun enjoys. conversation. Super yes. Fun. Very informative. Lots yes. of laughs. <laughs> and uh, you learn about uh, how to get in the cookout. And uh, I want you guys all to enjoy that. So here they are. Let's do it. What's happening? Yay! <laughs> you better know our intro. Let's go. What's happening? Uh, yes. Thank you, Dustin and Rashawn. Rashawn and Dustin for taking some time to talk to two nerds. Can we be your two nerdy friends? Yo, of oh, course. Absolutely. You better oh, yeah. believe we nerdy too. Don't don't let the swag fool you. Don't let it <laughs> <Yes>. fool you. <laughs> um, Everyone listening, um, this collaboration has been a long time coming. Uh, mm-hmm. I uh, I have recently just gotten the pleasure of meeting Rashawn digitally. Although Dustin thinks there's a secret origin that we <laughs> met, you know, years ago. Yeah. Um, and are, are these two these two podcasts are now having having some fun. We're talking, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, in celebration uh, for your guys' season two coming out. Um, Black Friday, which is yes. exciting. Um, yes. Very, 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 ta- very tact. Very, you know, two black <laughs> friends on Black Friday. You know, it's right. we That's just right. got to do it. It's you, the only way Marketing. we know how to do it is black and he's black. <laughs> and black. Marketing. <laughs> that was a three pointer in the market. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yes. Um, I know nothing about sports, so <laughs> uh, neither do we. Um, but yes, uh, Dustin and I have known each other for for years now, and uh, I remember when he was talking about making this podcast. Um, and I didn't know what to expect from it. And when I started listening to it, I instantly became a fan. Um, and I don't know if it's because it's the LA in me now or that, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm not white and I'm not black, but I'm brown. And then all of the things that they talked about on their show were things that resonated with me. And I thought it was important and it was fun. And I think that was a big thing to, uh, to, to listen to was talking about important, sometimes tough subject matters, but then, um, having, having some, levity to it because sometimes the world does get you know tough to talk about things like that mm-hmm. um but i do want to start this off um very fun in a, in a big fun way uh because this is the nerd on show and we do get to talk about the nerdy things uh that we don't normally get to nerd on about uh so i want to talk about first though this is this is an interesting thing we've talked about different levels of nerdiness mm-hmm. and and how we were growing up and being a nerdy and something now you know, you look at the film industry, you look at, you know, artworks and all and, and everything that's going on. Even you see uh, musicians using um, like album artworks in collaboration with comic book companies. Uh, pop culture and nerdy stuff has become like the mainstream. Yeah. Uh, but I want to hear from you two. 
what has been kind of your upbringing with, you know, something that you was seen as nerdy that you might have not been having to be comfortable with or Ooh. were you just comfortable with it's like, you know what? I Legos is my is my thing or Hell cartoons yeah. are my thing. Let me let me hear about it. Mm. Dang, I think for me I love anime. Ooh. I love love anime. Put me, put me on some. Which I'm, ones? Okay, so Naruto, my all-time favorite, hands okay. down. I will watch that from start to finish over and over. I'm re- I'm watching um One Piece right now, Ooh. and it is fire. I'm like 500 journey. episodes in, and I'm like, <laughs> I am whole heart and spirit committed to Luffy and the Straw Hat Pirate Gang. Like, I'm already on board. It, 500 it, it, episodes is that like oh and i'm pretty sure i got like another 500 yeah it's like on like 900 episodes or something like that and oh, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. series actually gets better as it gets further on it, it's incredible it's it just gets better there that's hasn't a, been anything commitment. like a lull nothing it's just been so it, dope it's still going on thank that's you that's how much it's of it's, wait, it's still going oh it's not finished <laughs> it's oh not finished. yes i'm so hype because <laughs> i was about to have a heartbreak a heart attack when i got to, i'm like 500 I got like 400 left and then I'm going to be messed up like Naruto. I'm just <laughs> no lonely. I haven't experienced 500 episodes in my own life. <laughs> I, I, that's a commitment. That's, Isn't 2020 like 100 episodes its own? Like Yo, true. 100 episodes of Black <laughs> Mirror, okay? <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> but no, yeah, anime, I love comic books like Marvel, always down. And I, w- one thing that used to like, I used to kind of hide, but now I just don't care. I love classical music and i love oh, opera. Yeah. it oh, used yeah. to help me sleep have insomnia so when i was younger i would go to sleep to like some crazy opera or like some classical music and it just it just does something to me man it makes me feel some type of way so i get it that's that's like you know it's just my nerdy love to read i love books i love like science fiction so i'm always you know i'm always diving in something nice dustin well see this this is a hard question dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Um, cause I'm not really a gamer. Um, I played Mario Kart a few times. <laughs> <laughs> not a few times. <laughs> and, um, but what I will say when I was growing up, I would fan over, well, I was a big fan of R&B music growing okay. up and maybe that doesn't seem cool, but I was a fanatic. So that's cool. In my, would, on my side of the playground, that was like the cool kid stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, that I, was that was cool, kid. I was obsessed when I was a child, when I was a kid, and I'm slightly still obsessed with Brandy. Yep. Like I knew Ooh. Brandy's birthday. I yep. I taped ep- episodes of Moesha. I would like record every performance she was on the Grammys. You were like, standing I, before standing was a thing. I was standing oh. before standing was a thing. <laughs> I had every magazine. Like if I saw a magazine she was in, if I had no money. Somehow I would get that magazine. <laughs> That's how much I was down for Brandy. He like, said, I'm going to get that Five Finger magazine, okay? Yeah. Fresh off the truck. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know. But no, that's, I, I think that was something that I kind of like held in because I didn't want people to know how crazy. <laughs> you know, like that was something I was like, I had to like downplay it. You know, if if she was mentioned, you know, I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, she's cool. She's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, I like a great, couple of songs. Yeah, it's cool. And yeah. then they go to your room, and there's a shrine <laughs> in your closet. <laughs> it was it was that. So if if that counts as nerdy, then I was definitely. I think it does. You, I think it does. You, yeah, you got your nerd on about her. Um, but I feel like you're bearing the lead a little bit because you and I have talked about several things, and the one thing that I've always been very like intrigued about you 
is that you love Superman. I do. I do. Wait a second. I did not know this. Ooh. I do. What? I do. I love Superman. And the thing is, like, I know it's, like, sexy to, like, Batman. Like, I know it's, like... Is it now? I'm a Superman With 2020, is it now? Oh, well, see, you know what? It's just that, black. you know, like, Batman, it was, like... He's cool. Like he's something. I'm edgy, dark. I'm dark and not, you know, but I love. I'm rich. I get tax breaks. (laughs) Right. Whooping ass and getting tax breaks. Like, okay. (laughs) But with Superman, (laughs) it's resonated. Maybe even being in my black experience, like someone Mm. who is different, but is still trying to contribute, but doesn't belong. Doesn't like, there's a very ambivalence. Like, do I belong? Like I, I want to belong sometimes, and then sometimes I don't, but I feel like I want to do the right thing. Mm. But sometimes I, people look at me like I'm the most horrible thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love that that situation with Superman. Man of Steel was dope to me. Mm. I wish it was a trilogy, though. Yes. I wish we got more of that, like, that time when he was just working as, like, in the bar. And, like, mm. I feel like th- we could have, like, had a movie there. Mm-hmm. Like, that could have been a whole movie in itself. He deserved a trilogy just like everybody else. Like, you know? He, like, just catapulted him. But I did like the movie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I generally like Man of Steel. Maybe even better than Batman versus... Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rashawn, don't hurt my feelings. Rashawn, don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it was I, right, but I mean... Uh, you know, DC need to take notes from Marvel because Marvel kind of gets Don't hurt it, my feelings. Don't hurt my feelings. They slacking right now. They slacking. It, it was amazing. Mm. Like the flashbacks in Man of Steel, like those transitions. Yes. Like it was just really beautifully they done. Were, yes. Hold on. I'm uh I'm gonna I'm gonna do this real quick, Rashawn, just because I feel like, you know, oh I feel you know, it in my we, 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 we 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 we're trying to get friendly, but also I'm uh you know, this is the friendly tap real quick. Let's um, go. Gotta gotta take some notes from Marvel. I mean, does Marvel have a superhero show with uh, that features a black cast for four seasons? Now listen, are you talking about teen, uh, Titans right now? I'm talking about no, I'm talking about Black Lightning. Oh well, first of all, shout out to Black Lightning. I'm waiting on my casting call agents. And got, <laughs> number two, you right though, you right. And I will give you that. Do they have an Emmy winning series featuring uh, a black female lead? They do not. And shout out to, to the Queen. Watchmen. Queen. That was amazing. Nah. So, I mean, I'm not saying that Marvel's perfect. I'm not the one that that thinks just, oh, Marvel got it all together. Because they don't. Can't they both they don't. exist and be? And... They can. Oh, no, they can. They no, can. they can't. They can. <laughs> they can. I we think, have to I decide? DC can learn, can learn more who. about how to write a script and get some storylineage happening. And Marvel can get some more black people. You know what I'm saying? Like some that more inclusion. Part. So there's there's a learning to be had on both sides because I'm I love them both DC Marvel I'm I'm no respecter of whichever but they so both that, you know, that's the big fact is that you yeah. love both of them and then critique mm-hmm. them equally and I like, always got notes yeah exactly always. you got notes <laughs> I always got um, notes. <laughs> uh, I do I do want to talk about something really interesting um, did you feel and this is something like I feel like I've heard much more about in recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, in the black community is this kind of rise in confidence with um, being black and, and accepting nerdiness mm-hmm. in the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think that all came from and how, what was your guys' experience with that? Um, I think, well, honestly, I mean, 
<laughs> if we gonna keep it 100, um, the world has not allowed us to fully love ourselves, in particular Black people in America. We have never had an opportunity to fully love ourselves. We've been taught from 16, 19 that we were ugly, we were monsters, we were all of these things that we literally weren't. We were just berated with things and we were taught to hate ourselves. So we are now 401 years later starting to step into the realization of who we are. We're starting to wake up. We're starting to see what our ancestors had to go through and that we're alive today and we're here for a reason and a purpose. And I mean, let's be 100. Don't nobody want to say it, but we weren't pop culture. Anything that's dope and is hot, it comes from us. Clothing, music, it, it, it all derives from us. Look at the look at the receipts. The real receipts, not the ones that uh, Mr. World be trying to like sprinkle out here. But uh, it, it derives from us. So I think now we're seeing a generation who has ha, who has the spirit of our ancestors. But now we have a fight, and we have a knowledge and an understanding and a wisdom and an an opportunity now to do a little bit more and to come into who we are. There's an awakening happening in our community. And we've got a long way to go for us, but as a whole, we're really starting to see our beauty. It's been way too long. And now that we're, now that we recognize that we're not any of these things that we've been told for 400 years, uh, y'all about to see some real royalty popping around in these streets. Okay, get ready. (laughs) So my answer to that is not as eloquent. Um, my answer is Childish Gambino. Mm. He's the reason. <laughs> not solely. He's not solely the reason, but I think the internet and like being able to access so much, it's kind of like, it's kind of like how subculture groups have like a huge, more mm-hmm. huge of a voice now because they're like, oh, someone in Wisconsin likes to do the same things that I do. Like, they want to be a mascot on the weekends. That's something they do. Like, so nerdy Black people, I was like, oh, we exist and we are here. Mm -hmm. But then it's also become, like, they're getting famous now, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, Childish Gambino is one of those, like, nerdy Black guys that are like, I don't really fit the mold that Rashawn was referring to that Mm -hmm. America has displayed. This is Black people, Mm -hmm. you know? So even... That has an effect on us because we are yeah. told this is all we are. Yeah. So it's one thing to be nerdy when you're white, but it's another thing to be nerdy when you're black because you're like, oh, no one black is nerdy. There, and it's not like, cool. Yeah. Like for us you to know? be smart, it was considered, oh, you trying to be smart like a white boy. You're trying to, right. oh, you sound white. Oh, you're, you're not think, black enough. No. Right. Exactly. And oh, right. live that one, okay? I'm still living it in L.A. with these castings. Right. Oh, you're not. You're not urban enough. I hate that word. Oh, urban. I hate it. Just and does it does it come from someone who's not black? Oh, Always. you know what, dude? It comes from the Sallies <laughs> and the Beckys and the Karens and the Keys uh, and, the and the Debbies and the oh the, the Debbies. damn Debbies, the Debbies and the Josh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I love you. Yes, all of them. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't you put me into a box? <laughs> it could be at the Toms. There there might be a lot of Toms who are just. I mean, I wanted to kind of a part of the conversation, the bigger picture. I mean, I. I don't know if nerd on if we've had this conversation before, but there's, I think like over the past ten years, it's in general become kind of cool to be a nerd. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. and I think that like what you're saying, like kind of a sub. I don't want. I don't know what the right words are, so there might be some education here. I apologize, mm. but like a, a culture that has other things that they've had to, man, go through. 
Mm-hmm. And now there's this other identity because there is that there's those stereotypes of cliches oh, yeah. of a black oh, yeah. person of like, oh, they only do this. It's R and B, it's sports, it's this it's stuff. Right. Wait, it, they can be superheroes too? Mm. They can be nerd. Wait, they can love fucking love anime. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to I do have to tell you, I've uh several most black people that I've met in my life love anime. It's the drama. It's it, real. It, we feel that. So there's something that I always really equated to that I loved about anime is that there is a sense of the main character typically in mm-hmm. the animes that mm-hmm. uh, my black friends have liked and my two other black friends have liked now hey, um, hey, hey. has been um, there is a sense of nothing stops the main character. Like the society is already mm-hmm. against them, but mm-hmm. then it's the the drive and the yeah. conviction of the character saying, like, I know what I'm worth. Come on. And I know what I'm going to get. And mm-hmm. then they train harder than all the other side characters. You know, they're the yeah. ones that, you know, they have the montage and stuff like that. And they attain those things. But then, you know, every moment that the world has to break them down, put them on their knees, and they're bleeding from their mouths. And then they are able to, you know, bellow fire from their from their souls and say, like, what their truth is. Yeah. Um, I think that is something that, at least for me, was able to connect with, you know, the black kids when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll say like this. I liked what Dustin was saying with Childish Gambino. There were, I had, I had a Childish Gambino friend. So he'd be the one next to me playing on the Game Boy on the yes. bus. But then there would be like the Michael B. Jordan, who is like, I'm going to make, you know, this uh, Obey and Naruto collaboration clothing line. <laughs> yes. It was like he made nerdiness like kind of cool. Like yeah. you know, he like he yeah. does it in a way and still gets he like made nerdiness play. fancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and so yeah, that was that was a very interesting thing, and I felt like there was a there was a shift of like all like there was awakening or there was mm-hmm. something where people were just like. Or, or black people and, and nerdiness in particular, just in this uh, conversation, said, no, I don't need to apologize for mm-hmm. who I am. And this yeah. is what I like. That's what it's about. Yeah. And, you know, the video games came in and all that stuff. And it's just much more like yeah. you didn't have to hide it. Um, yeah. and, and then we're fighting it in two battles. Number one, in the world, because, again, stereotypes. And we weren't allowed to be fully expressed in in our intelligence, in our nerdiness, so creativity, all creativity, all, all those things. things. We've been always been kind of like locked into this is what you can only do. And then in our community as well, it was seen, I mean, you get roasted if you are nerdy. You Like I would have been roasted had my brothers back in the day called me. And I mean, and y'all, y'all probably know this from listening, but like we love Beyonce. I'm a mm-hmm. Destiny's Child fan to the day I die. And I would be in my room with my headphones on listening. I mean, like going hard uh, to Destiny's Child. And if my, whenever my brothers called me, I would get roasted because I just wasn't, if I wasn't playing like anything kind of hood or like a throwback black thing, if I had anything on that, on that end of the spectrum, it was like, nah, bro, you're getting roasted. And even it's like some rock. I used to sneak in a couple rock things here and there. But like, if you, <laughs> if you did not listen to just R&B or rap, gospel in that room anything outside of that you would have got roasted so i think it's now shifting to where we are finally just allowing us to just be great just be you love what you love and now with social media we're able to find like dustin said a whole bunch of other black people who kind of like the things that we do and it's not 
it's not a small thing. I feel like more so than not, us as a people are nerdy. We think about everything. We are just as imaginative as a Keith and a Kyle. So, yeah. but now we have the the ability to really dive into that and to to publicly um, announce that and to like show the world that oh y'all thought we just were one, two, and three, but now we go all the way to infinity and beyond. So, mm. all right. Mm. You know, right, Toy Story reference. Let's go, nerdy. Nerd on Toy Story. I do. Okay, Buzz Lightyear. I do want to talk about kind of also a shift in within culture and and media's representation of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, in particular, you know, we talked about a couple right now, like Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was very important. Um, Lovecraft Country is yeah. currently, you know, so dope, this dope, year. Dope, dope. Um, Black Panther. Come on. Um, you know, it's really important. Um, I've actually had a very interesting kind of thought in my head, and I it, it might be dangerous to think this way, um, but it's so interesting that it's such a phenomenal idea mm-hmm. to have an ensemble of black talent in these triple A high budget things because as an industry and as a society, it's just seen as so like breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it kind of almost reinforces this idea of like, it, it's not a normal, it shouldn't be, it's not really seen as a normal thing where yeah. we right. should be no. moving towards normalcy mm-hmm. where right. like, the saturation needs to happen to me, I think a little bit more fast. And I don't oh. want to say where it like becomes like not special because I think it is special. Cause like black mm-hmm. Panther, I think the film is yeah. not perfect, but Mm-mm. the cultural impact that it had on the world is undeniable. Oh yeah. Like, absolutely. Oh undeniable. yeah. Oh yeah. The thing about it, like even when we talk about Lovecraft, um, I think, those stories, the reason why they resonate is because often black and brown stories haven't been told. So we've mm-hmm. been in generations of TV, mm-hmm. years and years and years and years of hearing all kinds of perspectives of a white story, mm-hmm. which is fine. We're all entertained. Okay, good. But now when you get these other stories, like I thought Lovecraft was so amazing because um, it was it was taking real things that happened to black people mm-hmm. and then twisting it to sci-fi. So every episode was an historical event. Yeah. Like that happened to <laughs> black people. Like, yeah. And, and I don't know why we're laughing. It's kind of terrible, but no, no, it's, it's real. Yeah, it's yeah, one terrible. particular episode where you're like, mm. they're it's like, this mm. is, this is the sundown towns. Mm. Uh, but oh, throw some aliens, but, okay. but throw some aliens in there, you okay. know, like, it's all, all those things really happen. And so there's a level of history that we haven't explored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've seen a few movies or, but it's really an untold story. And, and, and Lovecraft act like even with the aliens and the magic, the white people are the scariest ones. Okay. So, okay. Can we talk still, about it? They're the, Can we still talk the about scariest. It? <laughs> so it's like, and that, that dynamic mm-hmm. is new and it's flipped because for years and years and years, black people were always the enemy, always mm-hmm. the villain, always the the wrong person, always mm-hmm. the scary boogeyman. And so to watch it play out like this in a time like we're in right now. For real. Like, like it was a bold. little bit more impactful. Like it's mm-hmm. more important. And um and I think it's getting giving voice or giving a platform and saying, Hey, this works. 
and other mm-hmm. races can start telling their stories without like like without fear that oh this won't work only asian people will watch asian movies yeah it, obviously yeah. that's not the truth mm-hmm. right so it's like we're we're moving forward but like you said tom i think we need to speed it up yeah and going For back sure. to what you're saying like the oversaturation i don't think and this could just be <laughs> a bias because I'm black and I think that, you know, we just, <laughs> we, did, we the best. But um, <laughs> it's, there's so many layers to the black experience in the black diaspora that even if, mm. if, the, if America flipped and everything that we saw on TV was black for the next 100 years, you wouldn't even scratch the surface no. to the magnitude of, and, and the power of our stories of what we go through as a people and the beauty behind it. Because there is, and Black people, we're just magical. There's something magical about us that we carry and and, and, and inside of us, in our spirits and in the way that we do everything. There's something so different. And I think you you could go a hundred years and you you'll you like I said, you wouldn't even scratch the the surface of, oh wow, that's going on. And I think now that we have the opportunity to finally do this and to tell like Lovecraft Country and I mean Watchmen. Are you kidding me? That first mm. episode right. when they oh said, may, that, that was the, the the craziest thing where you know half the world I would say not even half the world like a good majority of the world did not know the events of Tulsa. Oh, exactly. had no idea. And and right. the wonderful thing that Lovecraft Country got to do was like, hey, like like all other shows that talk about World War II, they don't have mm-hmm. to say World War II. This is what happened. Like mm-hmm. everyone just knows, like, okay, that's Nazi Germany. We know what happened. Right. Like yep. now in told. the exactly in the cultural zeitgeist, we get to see like, oh, people know what Tulsa means. Yeah. Like they yeah. they know like the travesty yeah. that was that that happened. So. Yeah. And the well. truth, because a lot of it's been hidden and rewritten. Right. A lot of people didn't know because. A lot of white people don't want their their history and what they have done to another people because they don't right. want to seem like the bad guy. They don't want to look at. They don't want to be painted as the bad the guy. Villain. But Do there's you, a uh, lot of things, a lot of things, a lot of history that has been covered and hidden and tried to like. But then all of a sudden you get a show like this. Bam, we're gonna tell you what happened in Tulsa. Bam, we're gonna tell you what happened in Lovecraft. And it's just like. Wait, that's real? Mm-hmm. But yes. not just mm-hmm. do it in a way that's like kind of in your face. It's it's done in a beautiful way. Like in yeah. a uh, um, visually, um, yeah. acting wise, uh, yeah. Just the story of it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. to give it in such a powerful way. Uh, yeah, in, in multiple folds of. There was so much about that show. We did an episode <laughs> about it, and it was mm. it was hard to finish the episode because you just want to continue talking yeah. about everything that's special about the show, and yeah. to to be given a hey. BT Dubs history lesson, like <laughs> in this way. I mean, I think that I've heard several conversations about Watchmen of like everybody was like, "Wait up, hold the phone, mm-hmm. Google." Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was and there probably, were a, yeah there were hundreds there yeah. were hundreds of Tulsa's you know yeah. and, no, like, and and people don't know and I think you know uh, I don't know if you guys had listened to the Watchmen podcast but the showrunner Damon Lindelof is a mm-hmm. white guy yeah. and when he had found when he had learned about it I think he had the exact same reaction that we're talking about where like he's white and he finds himself like I want to be an ally he wants to be invited to your guys' cookout. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he was just like, he was embarrassed. He was just like, yeah. I can't believe 
one, I didn't know this. And two, I'm someone that I like to think as who's progressive and wants to fight for people who have been, you know, disenfranchised for de- generations and, and decades and mm-hmm. deserve the time to shine. Um, and he didn't know this. And so he, you know, felt compelled not to take away from the writer room that he created that could not have been done without women voices and black voices. And, yeah. uh, it's just interesting. And I, and I want to invoke a, a piece from your guys' show um, for our current audience um, because My Two Black Friends, the show, uh, does talk about a lot of these things. And it does have um, a lot of uh, pride and passion into what you guys talk about. But this is not to say, you know, all white people are bad. No. It's not to oh, say. No. And, no, no, and no, no, I know no, you guys no. have to say that quite a Almost lot. Almost every damn episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that the the medicine, the hard truths can be swallowed and taken and okay. and just settle onto our white audience's spirit without invoking that um defensiveness defensiveness white fragility that i know well d- 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 no this is what it is and here's here's 13 receipts that right. you can go and look up and kind of see it and and allow them to receive that and mm-hmm. to just sit with that in a way that they can go hmm now what can i do with this information is I'm, am i going to change am i going to use this for something or am i going to say the same right because in, even in discussion, me and Rashawn were talking about it, it's like we we can kind of uh, gain more patience mm-hmm. in this talking to white people about hard subjects and and being patient with their um, with their with their fragility mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because it we it's like finding out you're the villain in your own movie mm-hmm. like that's what it's like when you find out like oh oh, we really did do this. <laughs> like, yeah. nobody wants to be the villain in their own movie. So you mm-hmm. fight against when somebody's trying to tell you, no, 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 you're not the hero in your story. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not. And then it's like, no, 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 I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody wants that. So I, I think that's gotten us, that realization is helped us have these conversations with more patience mm-hmm. because uh, it's hard to take that truth, mm-hmm. you know? Josh, you're going to say something? I was actually going to like ask a question of Dustin Rashawn. Do you feel like pop culture as it represents black people over the past, I want to say it's probably the past five years with things like mm-hmm. black, black uh, lightning, uh, black mm-hmm. Panther, uh, the hate you give mm-hmm. um, all of these things that we've gotten, what we were just talking about, Lovecraft mm-hmm. Watchmen. Do you feel like they've helped? Yes, I think I yes, I think so. Um because it starts the conversation and it makes people go, "Wait, let me go Google this. Let me go check on this." It makes people want to go do their homework because it's so it's so insane, it's so bizarre, it's so intense that you like, "No, this can't be real." And then you go, "Well, let me go look." And then you go, "Well, damn, it is." Everything and I, I know wonder, is wrong. And, Right. And it opens up the door to I wonder what else I don't know. I wonder what else happened that I'm not aware of. questions snowball. Yeah. I wonder. I heard my black friend say this. And at first I'm like, no, I can't be that bad. But I wonder now it makes it makes people go. I wonder the people who really want to know who are who have that spirit of Google and just let me go figure out the truth for myself as opposed to just being spoon fed what they've been told their entire life. Right. And on the flip side, it helps us 
be in full form as, mm-hmm. a, as a people to see mm-hmm. ourselves um, that someone's already like me, like, or someone is a black person is a superhero that we're, we are strong. We are, it helps the child. Cause I, I distinctly remember being a child, you know, mm-hmm. and not seeing someone look like me in a positive light. Mm-hmm. It was like rough to find, you know, mm-hmm. we'd have to make mental backflips to be like oh yeah me and superman and we're like we're we're similar mm-hmm. you know? I'll, I'll say when that happened in watchmen uh i said this on our watchmen episode when that moment where uh will reeves asked the kid like what are you reading it's like oh it's a comic book about a superhero who like is sent away from his home planet because it's destroyed and mm-hmm. lives on another one and it flashes back of tulsa and how he escaped and i'll mm-hmm. and i i screamed at the top of my lungs like oh my like i was just like this like the way they reframe that story because mm-hmm. in a fictional world yeah you can go to bed num 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 it's fine it's a fairy tale but when mm-hmm. you think of the experience of that relates to people that you walk among every day mm-hmm. and you know like that's and it's a funny thing i've been kind of tackling with like this whole year like mm-hmm. i was a big batman fan and because of Watchmen, and then because of, you know, Zack Snyder's interpretation of Superman, like, it's really gotten me to look at Superman differently because he is the ultimate foreigner. He is the ultimate other, right? Mm-hmm. He walks among us. He'll do everything he can to embody the ideals that we find fit, um, mm-hmm. but will never, ever truly be accepted by humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything they do is pol- is politicized, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they, he can't save anyone. It's like, why don't you save that other person then? You know, yeah. like yeah. it's it's like it's tough. And I know like a lot of the things you guys talk about where in civil rights movements, like you can't run, can't breathe, can't do anything without mm-hmm. some kind of target, some kind of attack. And it's just like when a character transcends that thing, then it's like, holy crap. And I think on the flip side of that, you know, you got Black Panther and like you got someone who is pretty much like this is kind of like a pure, like an anime, like a power fantasy of like, yeah. this is what the culture could be left alone. And Yeah, and- it was untouched. It was uncolonized. And it gave us as a people like, dang, I wonder if we really could have been that. It gives us that opportunity. I remember going to the movies, I think three or four times, and I cried every single time. I felt like the 30-year-old me had the little seven-year-old Rashawn sitting on my lap. And we were both just like in full conversation watching this movie go. And I'm like... Yo, that's dope, right? And the little one's like, man, I can't believe this. Like, this is so dope. And just cried like a baby. And it really just, it was something that I didn't know that 30-year-old Rashawn needed. Mm-hmm. The seven-year-old in me needed. And then when I watched it, I was like, dang, I didn't know that that was an answered prayer that, I, that I've been praying since I was a kid. And here it is in my oh. face. And it just, it, it changed my life. It really did. Um, is are, are there are there like uh, current uh, nerdy or pop culture things that you're looking forward to? Rashawn, you talked a little bit about One Piece, and you're going into that. Is there anything mm-hmm. else outside of that? Like for me right now, I'm a little excited to see what Marvel does with uh, Mahershala Ali and Blade. Yeah, I love Wesley Snipes. Me too. I'm kind of sad that he ain't gonna do it, yeah. but I I, I kind of trust Mahershala. I trust yeah, him. He's oh, dope. oh, <laughs> after <laughs> Moonlight, after I oh my him. goodness, um, I hope he's, he's just in karate every day. I hope they are teaching him how to really put hands on people because Wesley was popping folks left and right. He was laying people out. 
And so I hope Mahersha got hands. And he's got and he's got vampire vibes. Yeah, and, and I mean, yeah. I have a friend. Yeah. Uh, shout out to RJ. He always he's half Asian, half black, and he always looks at me. He's like, Tom, I have all your powers, but none of your weaknesses. I'm like, all right, calm down, man. Calm down, <laughs> shady. Um, um, but I love the dude. Um, but I think there is. And again, this is something that happened, and I couldn't believe, but obviously it had to happen because it's Ryan Coogler, and uh, him and I share a college, and um, you know he says, you know, very simply, he makes films for his blackness, and I think that's mm-hmm. something very powerful in that. But then mm-hmm. what? What really is the is the killmonger, right? Is the mm-hmm. you know my ancestors knew better than to you know to live mm-hmm. by bondage, um, and that line somehow made it. In the happiest, com- you know, me- media company in the world, right? And so yeah. if they could do it with, in Marvel and do it with Blade, I'm excited to see if they have this version of the character who is able to say, like, you're not human enough to hang out with us and you're not vampire enough to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. So he has to live in that duality in a way where yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. hopefully it has nuance. And I think there there is something interesting i was talking to one of my friends he is um a black filmmaker his name's max and he was talking about like he's you know getting a little tired of seeing he's have his own fatigue of seeing like the the black struggle oh right like have you seen i don't know if you guys seen one Go- more slave movie and i'm a th- <laughs> yes. i'm, I'm going to set something on fire um he's like why can't it just be some like i don't know if you guys seen dope um, I no, yeah. I love yes. dope. It, it was amazing. Dope was I bought pretty, that movie. I, yeah, it's pretty much a coming of age story of black kids in LA, and they got to try to make money. And but there are powerful nuance in it, and I think mm-hmm. that's the thing with the black story is that mm-hmm. you can have handfuls of nuance that mm-hmm. all these other stories aren't going to have without having you know the your force. your black yeah. characters disenfranchised. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. I do think. I, I like I said, I'm I'm tired of seeing slave movies, but I do think on the same coin, we need to we have to tell these stories because people don't know. They think that oh, slavery was 250 years ago. It's oh, don't forget. Over. It's kind of oh, it's not that. Like no, 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 no. You need to see what happened. So there's a part of there's a part of the coin where these stories need to be told because we have to rewrite history. We have to start telling some truths that. Mr. World has lied on for the past 400 years. But on the same side, there are so many beautiful, Mm -hmm. crazy good stories about Black people that don't involve massa, don't involve being whipped, don't involve being chained. Or poor. Or poor or or those things. Because that's that's not all of us. That is not the basis of who we are. Is that where we come from? Yes. But like I said, there are so many flavors to the Blackness. There's so many layers to it, and and it's we got exciting. romantic comedies in our stories. Okay, there's so many you know good OG black romantic comedies that are a whole lot better than half of these goofy a trifling ones that we see every <laughs> every two weeks. Here come the same story, the same damn. Here drama. go the bus. Here, here go the bus go. splashing the water on the girl. Oh no! <laughs> here comes the like. We tired of it. We done seen it enough. We know. We know what y'all gonna say. And there's so mm-hmm. many amazing, beautiful rom-coms in our culture that just weren't even given a fair opportunity, weren't pushed, weren't given the right budget to make some real big noise. And I think now we're really starting to see that happen and we're going to see a whole lot more. And I really hope that it really kind of takes over. It's that we need to stop. We need to pull the black 
off of those things. Like mm-hmm. it's just a romantic comedy. Yeah. Why? Why does it have to be black? A black why is it a black com? Or it's a black rom. Like once that happens, it's like oh, most people think it's not for me. It's for yeah. the black people. Yeah. Even if it's a whole but cast of black people. That way. Yeah. Even if it's a whole. Right. Cast we watch of black all movies. People. Okay. We had to. Pretty woman. Okay. We seen it. Y'all we can know sit what down y'all and watch. Watch Nia Long and Lorenz Tate. Okay. Be in love. Y'all can watch Love and Basketball and get your heart, can get your heartbeat yes. going on. You know what I mean? We can watch the photograph. Take the time. It'll bless you. It'll okay. bless you. you okay. You Do might it. get your word. It might help you <laughs> in your raggedy relationship. <laughs> oh, no. Shoot. You can um, do it. So what are some things that you guys are looking forward to? Josh, you included. Me included. Mm. That um, in, in terms of like some things that we're seeing, you know, I talked about Blade. I don't know if I took the best one, but. I'm excited to see what Beyonce going to do because she got two more films to do with Netflix and she's been quiet. I know she's been Netflix? killing this. Yeah, she's yeah. got two more okay. two more movie deals with Netflix. And then, I mean, she gave us Black as King and just laid yeah, everybody was out. That on, was, on Disney Plus. She, she won. She won. She won 2020. 2020. But you I'm excited to internet. see what she does. <laughs> she did. I'm excited to see what she does with that because now she has stepped into a realm of her own and she's she's she hasn't thought about sales, record labels, any of that crap for a long time. Now she's in a space of telling some black stories and living in that realm and educating the children's. So I'm excited to see what her next steps are because she just keeps getting better and better and more and more free and more and more um, <laughs> blackity, blackity, black. So I'm excited and then to it, see that. And the power of a black woman. Oh, come on. Come- that, okay, we need some Olivia Pope's out here. We, we need, need Olivia some more... Pope. We need um, Viola Davis out here. Mm. Okay, some more King, some more. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm excited. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think that's it. I'm excited just for that for now. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull an Issa Rae and be like, mm. I'm rooting for everybody black. Mm. I'm rooting for everybody <laughs> black. Anything black coming out, I'm supporting it. <laughs> I want it to be good. Josh. Um, actually, uh, one movie that I'm really, really excited about, and it hasn't, because I think it's, it's nowhere close. Maybe it's going to happen next year. I hope so. Mm-hmm. But it's actually the movie Respect about Aretha Franklin. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, with Jennifer yeah, yeah, Hudson. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. knowing that Aretha uh, gave the um, the the sign off. Like she wanted yeah. Jennifer Hudson to play her. Like yeah, I I grew up on vinyl. And so, mm. come on, old school. Come on. But I'm I'm not old. It's just my dad loved garage sales. <laughs> come on, um, old soul. Yeah. Old soul. So soul R and B. Like I I was born in the wrong decade. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. Um, but I I love Aretha. Like I can listen to her all the time, okay. and I come love on. soul R and B. Um, so seeing a movie like, and I I'm a sucker for a biopic like mm-hmm. I don't care like I just want to see it um mm-hmm. cuz there's always there's always parts of the story that you don't know that yeah. it's just like I'm I'm a sucker for it so um I mean it's hard to like right now that it's a hard time it's it's hard to ask that question cuz you don't know mm-hmm. what's yeah, going to actually happen anytime yeah. soon like yeah. when people are like hey how you doing what's going on you're like I <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't Why know. are you asking riddles? <laughs> Why are you asking me riddles out here? I ain't got no answer. Um yeah. just to just to rattle on top of my head, I'm excited for Spawn. Oh um, yeah. What's Fox, happening with Spawn? 
So Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, uh, wrote yeah. a screenplay for it, and uh, he's been you know pitching it, pitching it. The and Todd cast, he he wants uh, Jamie Foxx to play it, and Jamie Foxx is, is is older than Michael Jai White when he first played it, which is interesting. It don't matter, black don't crack. Yeah, he looked like he's twenty seven anyway, so he it'll he cool. work. He still it'll work. He got um, this. And uh-huh. it's going to be a little bit more horror-like, which I'm just like, cool. Like, to me, Jordan Peele, I know he's kind of like edged out the competition of like, I am the black horror, you know, like I am also mm-hmm. comedy at the same time. But mm-hmm. if Jamie Foxx had kind of helped usher that in where it's like, okay, cool, we can get some more of this. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. like also, um, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, being Candyman. Uh, Yo, I guess I, I forgot about that. Yo, there's a new one on Netflix that is super creepy. His house... His house? I don't, know, I don't know about that. Mm-mm. Yo, it's the the female lead is your girl from Lovecraft, the sister. Oh, okay. uh, Journey Smoke. Oh, Lord no, no, have mercy. Not Journey, the sister of Journey. Oh, I love her too. She was she's great. Fantastic. She was phenomenal. She's awesome. So she's the main lead. Come on, Chocolate Queen. This house, it's on Netflix, y'all, and it's so scary. I'm like, I can't. I want to support. I'm unable is it to like camp. demons and stuff? It's like know. demon scary? The house is like... The house is haunted. Ooh, see, see, like, now Lovecraft, get... I, I, I was okay with because it wasn't all the way there. But you know, me and demons, we, we don't welcome them around these parts. So, uh, with the oh, episode with the two little girls, don't mess with the devil. Oh, the one with the like, two, two little, little girls—that girls, scared. I said... Like, I was like, mm, mm. I, I literally, I was like, see, I, was, that... I was watching it as I was going to bed. I was like, no, I'm done. I, I'm, I'll, I'll I, I can't watch this at night. Deep though, that Come analogy on. is deep though. Break it, break mm, it that... down, break it down. What is that? So, okay, if you're watching that episode of Lovecraft... Spoilers. Spoilers, like, everyone. Spoilers. Edge of McKay. Okay, so there's these two... This uh, The young girl we, sees a book in the bathroom, and it's, like, one of those, like, Uncle Tom books. And the and the black girl is, like, really raggedy, has really nappy hair, looks horrible. And then there's this, like, sweet-looking, uh, precious moments white person mm-hmm. that looks beautiful, and the, the black person... and it's kind of like that's how they depict us and that's how they wanted the world to see us. So when you watch that episode and these two, that image kind of comes to life as these scary black twins with nat- mm-hmm. girls with black nappy hair that twist lips. And and mm-hmm. They look horrible and nasty and disgusting. It's how the world has projected us to feel and look and to, mm-hmm. to be to everybody else. So as they're yeah. coming closer, it's like, I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna become that because the world sees me as that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's a huge fear. It's because like, she is not obviously she's a beautiful girl who mm-hmm. knows art all that, but society reduces her down to that image, mm-hmm. that scary monster Little, of a black girl. Yeah, yeah. that just yeah. shut up know? and dances. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's it goes all the way back to menstrual shows, like when they would mm-hmm. put tar on their face and make their lips all big and red, and it goes. I mean, it's just. It's just heavy. That Caucasian spirit is heavy. Mm, in the it sauce. was. We had to rebuke it. That's wild. <laughs> um, also, I'm excited for uh, Static Shock. That's a movie that's already planned. So I'm like, when I say gonna- I want it to be him, mm. I wanted Virgil. somebody to call me and be like, yo, Rashawn, can you believe Static? I'm like, I'm already at the door. My bags are packed. I was already ready. He had so much swag. <sighs> he was so cool. Like, I feel like that was me. If I could have been any little superhero, I would have been static shock for sure. Yeah. They're gonna call you to be Spike Lee, Spike Lee for a biopic. Listen, let me tell you, because every Ooh. time I'm in the airport and I got on a hat and I wear my glasses, I kid you not, y'all. I'm I do not make this up. They're like, 
are, are you? I'm like, no, I'm not Spike Lee. They go, oh, that's what I thought. I'm like, really, though? Really? <laughs> when Rashawn has his glasses and that. It, it, it kind of hits. It, it kind of hits, it especially when it hat low. Any t- and anytime I go overseas, when I'm flying and I'm going international, I always get that double take. I'm like, God. I see Spike? it in the logo. I see Spike? it in the logo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of, right? I mean, for me, when I see that happen and like, you know. Brown people, right? You know, mm-hmm. people say they always say this. we all look alike. So. And so for me, I'm like, no, I'm the other Asian guy. I'm, you know, <laughs> it's like what happened with Samuel one. Jackson, and they were they were saying, you know, someone's interviewing him, and mm-hmm. they were thinking that he was another. Actually, he's like, no, I'm the other black guy. I'm like, oh my, oh, oh, it's like, like that kind of stuff. Like on a professional level, like that's ridiculous. But on a yes. personal level, it's like, you know, it's okay to do the double. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm a, am I gonna get through this? Uh, do this line free? Am I gonna get some free food? Because I will play the part. <laughs> I'm <Right>. ready. <laughs> uh, I I, I want to I want to turn turn the the table about my my two black friends. So you got season two coming up. Uh, it's yeah. really exciting. Congratulations. Thank uh, you. It's hard. I mean, we've been doing this show weekly for three and a half years, and it ain't easy. No, and I know you not. guys. We we don't do that much editing, but you guys mm-hmm. put some sound effects. Go, mm-hmm. oh yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I hear the ding. I hear, I'm like, oh my goodness, the church organ, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like our little Holy Spirit in the background, giving us the amens yes. every time we say something. Yes. Yeah, so, and that's like a whole other character for us. Like, yeah. it's my two black friends, but that is like a third character in our show. So, mm-hmm. so where what did the idea, the inception for this show come from? Dang. I mean, I, no, you go go for it. Do you go for it? Go for it. I, I distinctly remember one time. I, I don't know if this was the catalyst, but we me and Rashawn were invited. We were invited to a a, a baseball game, <laughs> a Dodgers game. Yes. And so, so obviously with our friends, I don't know how it happened, but when me and him migrated to California, our, we had a whole bunch of white friends mm-hmm. and we were the two black people. Don't know how that happened, but it happened. Mm-hmm. So we're going with these people to the Dodgers game. And me and Rashawn had never been to one. Never been to a professional baseball game in our lives. So our commentary, really? Like, our commentary (laughs) had people just cracking up. Like, we were just watching the things that happened, just doing us and making everything fun as as Black people do. We got to do it. We got to make it the best experience possible. (laughs) Um, And I think after that, and then we started telling the story of what happened at the Dodgers game. Oh, we were at Zan's birthday party. We were at yeah. a friend of ours' birthday party. And we were telling uh, one of the uh, this girl who works there for the Dodgers gave us two free tickets or a couple nah. free tickets. So we were like, oh, how was it? And we sat down and we told her the story of what happened. And I mean, like, we were screaming at this party for an hour and a half, crying. And by the time we ended it, there was a crowd of people just listening to us tell the story mm, yeah. about you did your first live like, show yeah and we had no idea we had no idea that people were coming to watch like we were literally it was just me dustin and like four or five other people just talking and we look around i'm like there are 45 people over here crying watching us like and we were we were dying laughing like screaming yes. and after that they're like you guys should like have a podcast about this so like film you guys talk about this story and then we were like hmm Okay, I don't know how we'll yeah. do that, but all right. And then we just kept hearing it. Anytime Dustin and I would hang out and like we vibe, we just, we are in sync 
on a mental and spiritual level. Like we'll say the same thing or we'll see each other from across the room and we'll have to say anything and we'll just cry laughing because we know what each other going to say. And everyone always said that like you two together, y'all need a show. Y'all need your own TV show. You need this. And we just kept hearing it. And it was kind of like confirmation. Like God was kind of like, hey, I think y'all should do this. And we sat down one day and we talked about it. And we were like, we don't know how we're going to do it, but mm-hmm. let's just see. And we did it. And here we are. See, it's season two. Yeah. <laughs> season two. Um, we can thank the Dodgers. Yes. Thank you, LA Dodgers. <laughs> and we want some uh, more free tickets and more free merch. Thank sponsored, you. not sponsored yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to ask a couple of uh, questions to kind of like get people to an idea of what the show um, has and what's in store. Mm-hmm. You kind of already answered it, but I was going to be like, so what is the most common thing you guys normally talk about on the show and why is it Beyonce? <laughs> I mean, she just, she is the epitome of a strong, beautiful black woman who is just completely and totally her and in her with no apologies, with no... I'm going to tone down to make you feel comfortable. She's just her and she's excellence. She's excellent. She's not perfect by any means, but she's excellent. Everything she does, she just, she exudes excellence. She, she strives to be the very best that she can be in that. I mean, and just musically, can we talk about the vocals? Like she's second to very few, her performance quality, ain't nobody out right now who can outperform Beyonce. I don't care what you say. And if they're not pregnant. Okay. Right. Okay. Listen, listen, let's make it easy. She is the most relevant person a lot. She is your favorite celebrity's favorite celebrity. celebrity. When she walks in the room, the, the the celebrities stand up and say, Oh, she's here. Like put it like this. Bam. Michael Jackson changed things when he did the Moonwalk and Thriller album. Mm-hmm. When Beyonce dropped the Beyonce album, she changed the record industry the from that Toodles. point on. She's just like, the no one can, you don't have to promote. She's like, I'm a bet on me. Everybody's used to promoting and us paying the record label to promote mm-hmm. our stuff, to take money from us. She's like, I'm a bet on me and I'm just going to drop this and I ain't going to pay none of y'all nothing. And they're going to And she by. broke iTunes and bam. Now every <laughs> artist, now every artist drops their stuff. So she's just, she's, she's a trendsetter. She is excellent. She's black excellence. She's mm. beyond being beautiful, just internally, her work ethic. No Come one on. outworks Beyonce. And no. no one hold like no one just holds it down. She just holds it down, and so yeah, we and we're, we're saying just attracted this all. To we say all this and still didn't get an Ivy Park. Box. Still didn't get an oh. Ivy Park box. I was gonna say they should be sending you some checks because I feel uh, like we've all been doing some PR work for free. For real. <laughs> we we <laughs> do it we do it for just, free, but she can bless us with a box. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And but she just happens to come up because she is just. Like all the things that Rashawn said, yeah. like she's just really good at what she does, uh, and we are some people who strive to be excellent. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be honest. Um, I will say, like, I have a, I was in a fraternity, and I have a bunch of gay friends, mm-hmm. and they love Beyonce. And for oh, me, it became to the point where I was just kind of like, I'm over it. Um, <laughs> and then listening to this show, I was just like, you know what? Mad respect. I, I can't. I don't even have to like her, but I have to. I have to respect and recognize, again, the cultural and the professional implications. Thank of who you she for is. saying that. And Thank so, like, you, you don't have to like her. You don't have to. No, but you, you don't, gotta you don't know. have to like her, <laughs> but you, but gotta you know. will respect her game. Yeah, you, you have to know what you're talking sing. about. 
You can't say she can't dance. You can't say she can't perform. You can't say that everything she puts out is quality work, whether it's your taste or not. You just can't. And if you do, right. you're a hater and you need to go take a nap. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. So that's why she always comes up. And I mean, like, I'm a singer, dancer, performer, on all, all these other things. I try so. to sing. I try to dance. <laughs> so it just it's just in it's just in our world. So, yeah, that's why she always comes up. Beyonce. Yeah. But mostly, but mostly we talk about other stuff. Mm-hmm. But she comes up often. Real quick. <laughs> when did Josh, when did you discover Beyonce? <laughs> when did I discover Beyonce? I mean, she's been when did you since... get the Beyond Beyonce Beyond Beyonce I like that Beyonce. Uh, yes. I mean, for me, it's uh, since Destiny's Child. My my sister, um, I've I've lived away from my my older sister for pretty much my whole life. But for a year mm-hmm. of my life, she lived with me, and she loved R and B, and you know, Destiny's Child was in there, and. Um, and then when Beyonce, when it became like it was the Beyonce, like mm-hmm. she was everywhere. Um, I mean, she as a everywhere. musician myself and Come as on. somebody who I like to think of as, I like to think that I have a strong work eth- ethic. Mm-hmm. I am completely just, it's her, somebody like The Rock who just yeah. like their, Kevin their Hart. fucking work, work ethic. You're just like... I thought right. I was I had a strong work ethic, but okay, I'm living in a cave. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't Thinking know, three hours like sleep. sleep changing the world. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like I, I like sleep, and mm-hmm. I heard they the don't have to live with it three a.m. or something. So you know. <laughs> Josh, um, your parents seasoned your food when you was growing up. Huh? They used more than salt and pepper, didn't they? You um, had some paprika and some Kanye no, um, pepper and stuff. I mean, huh? Beyonce for me is it's. I do like her music. I do love mm. listening to her voice, um, and just watching her perform. That's the other thing. As a somebody who Ooh. is a performer, what like I went to college for for theater. Like watching somebody perform, like yeah, I'm just like hmm. Yes. You can feel that. You yeah. can feel it. Yeah, it's, it's real. Yeah, it's, it's a real a, thing. Wow. It's, it's not just a performance. It's a it's an mm-hmm. experience that you're yes. like. Yes. Come on. You did. You <laughs> you grew up with seasoning, Joshua. Yes, you did. You did. Yes, did. You you probably made yes. some good sweet tea in your house too, huh? <laughs> your Kool Aid probably that is. Kool Aid had a little okay. bit of lemon juice in that Kool Aid. Okay, too. Maybe. and a dash of Sprite. <laughs> Maybe. Come on. Maybe some vodka. Um, <laughs> hey. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, so yeah, it's it's she's uh she's just a performer that's not just a performer. Just mm-hmm. not just a performer, not just an Come artist, on. just Come on. does Come on. so much that you can't I mean if you don't respect her, get out. Yeah, you you really don't know what you're talking about. If you can't right. respect what she does, who she is, you you I don't even trust you to tell me what time it is right. on your iPhone. <laughs> right. I don't. That gets what into year another is this? Thing, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. It's a pet peeve of mine. Like for instance, like it me, I know Ariana Grande sings very well. I mm-hmm. think she's an incredible singer. Do I go to her music? Not particularly. Like her they just whatever. But I know she's a B singer. Like I know that like she is fantastic. And I I could never say that she's not a great musician. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to knock her down because I don't particularly resonate with now, granted, there's a few songs that I do like, but mm-hmm. you know how people mm-hmm. love Ariana. I'm just not one of those fans on that level. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. 
So I just when people like or Celine Dion, I don't listen to anything Celine Dion, but I know the girl can sing. Mm. Yeah, she will sing. She will sing you down really anytime I hear it. I'm like, no, oh, we about to go. We about to go somewhere. Huh. She about to take us on a journey. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why can't people just respect? You don't have to tear down someone because they ain't game. You ain't gotta be a hater no. every day. You you mm-hmm. you bitter. You ain't sleeping. Yeah. Can't that Get up and do can't something that be about everything. Like that's the thing. Uh, that I'm like in my life. Real like, talk though. Can can we just like things and you know that that things that that's know? seeded in a lot of i think american culture mm-hmm. and not and i'm just mean americans like we love to talk down about something in order yep. to make something else sound better because it's right. full of insecurity exactly thank you i was just gonna say that <laughs> i mean look at what's happening Makes right me feel now. good about myself <laughs> to uh tear you down so okay or being like, that's overrated, and my thing is the thing that should be talked about. It's like, how about you lo- talk about your thing you like, and then you understand my thing, and I'll understand mm-hmm. your thing. You know, understand yeah, before pushing. being understood. Yep. Um, yep. I do want to talk about a couple of things as well on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the caucasity? <laughs> ah! Would you like to take this? Uh, and and again, again, I'm again. A, we have started off. We we. Rashawn, you finish it. This is not an attack. I, I think that's the big thing that you guys have to talk about. Like, again, sadly, we have to keep talking about that where it's like, hey, we're just talking about the thing. Yeah. Just don't Listen, think it's offensive. So what is a Caucasian? You, you might be Caucasian, but you don't have to live with a Caucasian spirit. Okay. You don't have to have the Caucasity to act like you're the only person that matters in the room. Come on. So... The caucasity as a segment on My Two Black Friends is a discussion on how people in different situations has come up. And honestly, the content just shows up at our door. Mm. We don't even have to really think hard because there's (laughs) going to be something on Instagram, something on TikTok where somebody has a caucasious moment. Mm -hmm. And we just take that moment and we break it down Mm -hmm. so people can know and utterly know how bad it was. And how you can learn from it and how you can change and how like, oh, if you have stepped in this zone that you might want to retreat, mm-hmm. you know, like this is not this is not a good look. This ain't it. Yeah. So that's it, what the caucasity is. It's educational. We we take historical things that have happened that aren't um, mainstream taught that hasn't been taught in school when we grow up and we hear about the forefathers and then we get two chapters about slavery and then we keep pushing like we talk about the heavy things like, oh, why are black people 13% of the population, but then we the most in jail? Why are we killed more and all these other things? So we go back and we give you the real history, the root of the problems, where they come from and mm-hmm. how we have been fighting for change, why we're trying to fight for change. And also we really dive into um, racism. We show what is racism? What does it look like in redlining? How racism affected where black people lived? how it affected how black people get jobs, how we're seen. We talk about that racist or that caucasian spirit, that caucasity. That's the spirit we're talking about, racism and <laughs> hatred. And we break that down and we show you why it's wrong. And then we give you tools and an opportunity to dive into yourself as a white person. To act. And, and, and it also goes for not just for white people, because there are a lot of other brown people who don't like black people either. Big but facts. It, but it boils from white people telling them that we were that we are the worst. A, B, C, D, and E. So it all stems from that. So we, we, we call it the caucasity because we mostly deal with it from white people. 
But um, we break it down, and since education, we break it down and we show why. We explain to you from a black perspective why it's hurtful, why it's wrong, why it's this. And we give you an opportunity to go call to action. Now, what are you going to do now that you know this, now that you have the receipts? And we always go, hey, you go do your homework for yourself. We check our sources. We make sure that what we're saying is factual and we're right. But we are not the Black Caucus. We don't speak for all Black people. So we have two different perspectives. But we say, go research, go ask, go look. And then once you get this information, now you are held accountable to do something about it. Now I'm going to hold you accountable to change and to be better. Or you can choose to just willfully be ignorant. And then we're going to have a problem. The caucasity is to go, we're going to help you so we don't have a problem. And then we just leave it into the listeners hand and the viewers hands and ears and hearts and minds and spirits to hear our hearts and minds and spirits and our experiences and go, here's how you can not be racist, how you can watch your um, little racist moments and all these things. And then how you can be an ally, how you can help your black friends in the doors and in the spaces where we're not allowed, where we don't have power. So that's what it is. Yeah. I feel like that helps because often when you're having a conversation like that fragility, that white mm-hmm. fragility makes you speak when you should just be listening. Yeah. And so when you're in a podcast, you're like forced to listen. And when you, I imagine if you're white or you're caucasious mm-hmm. and you feel like you want to respond and you can't because you're listening to a podcast. Mm-hmm. So now you have to listen to the whole thing from point A to point Z mm-hmm. and then be like, oh, because often that interjection stops you from getting the point that was coming. Yeah. You know, yeah. because now we got to break down just your 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 deflection. We have mm-hmm. to break that down and we ain't Listen got time for that. your turn we, to speak. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So it's school. It really is school. It's like, hey, right, friends, we love y'all. We know that all of y'all ain't racist, but most of y'all might be in mm-hmm. some way, shape or form. So we have to break down the little the little things, um, the little things that you wouldn't think would be an aggression, like the microaggressions, mm-hmm. because. You you don't have to be oh I'm the KKK and that you, you don't and have, still right. have racial tendencies you can still have racist moments in yes. there but you don't know that because number one a lot of white people have not been growing around black people so they don't know number two they've been they only know what they've been taught they have no experience so now we're gonna bring that information to you and allow you to go hmm talk to you and the inner dialogues and that way you can see yourself like a mirror to see right. oh do I do that have I done that. And then you can go, oh, now I can fix that. Now I know why, because it's just a lack of understanding for some. Other folks just want to be racist. They just want to be mean and ignorant and just want to act an ass, which we've seen. I mean, Trumpity Trump Trump has just awakened all of them back on up. But um, yeah. No, it's you don't have to say the N word um, to be racist. And no. I think that's the big deal. It's it's the minutia. It's the mm-hmm. holding into your bag a little harder when, you know, you see a black person or Happened speaking a little quieter because you might be saying something. It's like, well, why are you talking about that? Mm-hmm. You know, I think Dave Chappelle uh, had a funny thing with his SNL monologue. Where he's like, all I keep hearing is the N word. He's like, is it coming from me or is it coming from you? You know, like those <laughs> okay. are two big things. Um, and it all kind of comes down to um, mm-hmm. like just a them versus us mentality yeah. instead of an, mm-hmm. a we thing yeah and i, I think yeah. what i really like is that there's a you know it's my two black friends so just within its own subtext you know we're talking with two black friends 
and yeah. we're we're yeah. we're trying to have this conversation being like maybe I should listen to a different perspective because yeah. maybe sometimes the things that I think about are um will manifest themselves if they go mm-hmm. unfettered for such a long time yeah. um and I, and I, I i i it's interesting and uh I, and also i think that there's a big importance of like there should be no room for supremacy there should like be like none zero like silks, it's, not, it's all, not an inch like no asian supremacy and all that nope. stuff like there's no room mm-hmm. for any of it there's, it has to be mm-hmm. an equality kind of thing and yeah right. the, you know the more we can normally talk about these things and i think that's what mm-hmm. great you know, the podcast has to offer is that, yeah. you know, you have long form content. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I do um, want, yes, Josh, you're leading. Yes. So I, I don't know what you want. <laughs> Cause well, I was going to uh, ask for information. So everybody knows. Oh, you know, two, two like, more thing, two more things real quick. Yeah. One fun thing. Um, I thought it would be fun to just get Josh also in the conversation, uh, more is what has been some difficult things that you guys have, uh, learned and discovered making a podcast. As far as like just the podcast experience, both. Let's let's, um, let's let's just open it up a little bit. I mean the the amount of time it takes to do this stuff is like thank you kind of nuts, especially when you want to do it in excellence. You don't just want right. to put up crappy stuff. You want it to sound good. You want to make sure that when you play it back. Because you can't see us, because Dustin and I are super animated in person and in the flesh. So it's like, how do we translate who we are when you see us? Because that's a part of us into how you hear it. So it's trying to translate that into that. And just, it takes a long time to, to get that. And it, it's a lot of hard work. And I mean, Dustin and I, like our lives are already crazy. I yes. mean, Dustin can literally be on a flight in 2.5 seconds. And I mean, I was in Vegas with Shania dancing on there and then jumping in the hotel and we're planning episodes at midnight. And then I'm up all night editing and doing all these things. So it's a lot of hard work, but um, the end result, like all of it, it all counts. Like when we get to submit everything and everything's out there and we're here, people listening. And then when we hear it, it's like, Yo, I didn't sleep for 15 hours because we did that audio and that video, but it looks dope. It sounds good. And people are like, they're vibing to it. And like, we're getting really great responses and reviews and stuff. So it makes it worth it. But I mean, it's hard as hell. I'll be tired. (laughs) I'll be tired. It's hard to coordinate when you got people like you guys know. I mean, Mm -hmm. but it's like two people who are active in LA doing things, (laughs) you know, like doing things in LA, trying to, you know, make it happen mm-hmm. so and then full-time jobs mm-hmm. and then et cetera et cetera et cetera it's it our own just, personal projects like yes. so many yeah. things involved and then you go okay my two Let's black talk. friends here we go. And the, podcast, <laughs> the podcast is literally just 10 percent of it the actual making of the podcast literally Everything else is like okay promotion advertisement mm-hmm. editing like logistics, when are we meetings, calendars, all yeah. the stuff that yeah. you have to like get straight before you start. It's mm-hmm. like it's huge. So it is a lot of work. A yeah. lot of, it's time consuming. Yeah. And it's, I uh, think the other hard about or the it was hard, I think, when we first thought about it. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I ain't got time to worry about anybody else's feelings. But at first we were like, how real can we be? Yeah, because we were Mm-hmm. Even like me and Dustin are like we real 
when we wake up and when we go to sleep. And on this podcast, we keep it 100. Like, we will say what needs to be said and what jumps out of our spirit. Um, but there there have been times we had to go, oh, the world ain't ready for that real because there's a there's another level to the realness yes. of of the the caucasity and real friend moment, which is the second part of our show, where we go, oh, you know, like, it's right. It's true. We didn't say anything wrong, but we know but. that the 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 world isn't ready to hear that realness. So there was a moment where we had to go, well, how real do we be? How, where do we, th- where do we sprinkle the sugar on top of the, of the truth? Right. And so there is a moment. Yes. There's a moment where we had to go, do we, do we kind of pull it back? And then we were like, right. you know what? No, because people are drawn to us and they were drawn right. to us. We were telling that story about the baseball game because we were who we were. We didn't right. hide anything. We don't hide our imperfections. We don't hide. Yeah, we're not perfect. We're not afraid to be wrong. We're not afraid to make mistakes. We're not afraid to be vulnerable and honest on hard things. So once we got over that initial, well, what are we, well, are we going to make offend people? Who, someone's going to be offended that. Regardless. Regardless. You offended that my hair is curly. And you know what I mean? Like someone's going to have a problem with something and, and just. Now we are older. white people offended that we black. Okay. Can we just start there? So once we got over the fact that we're just like, you know what? Someone's going to be mad about something. So let's just be us. And the real ones, the people who need to hear what we have to say will come in here because we Reasons know we're not, not for season. everybody. Exactly. We're Boom. not for everyone okay. and everyone's not for us. So come on, Reasons and Seasons. <laughs> you better know episode four. I know. I know. Um, yeah. But Josh, is there, I mean... You know, we we have had a lot of growing in the podcast world of like scheduling and you know getting time together <laughs> and <laughs> to pull the veil like, back uh-huh. a little bit. Go ahead, I Josh. am what is Josh, known as I am the president of Nerd On. I the the other crew they voted me as the leader, and he loves um, watching it. He loves uh, honestly. It's, it's uh, a it has to do with I I I've been podcasting since 2010 um Come on. and i have a lot of experience with producing podcasts but mm-hmm. you know i also have like theater producing and i produce my own album and i i have that experience come on too. come on <laughs> album i need to get this um, album but you know I, what you were just saying of like it takes a lot of time it, it mm-hmm. does because we could produce crap yeah we could anybody yeah. can um we could just like Record it and release it. It does happen. Mm-hmm. People be mm-hmm. like, okay, slap on the theme song, done. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm yeah. not saying that we we are not an NPR. We we don't edit out ums and uhs and mm-hmm. k's and like we don't. Yeah, we don't either. <laughs> we we don't. And we've actually had uh, listeners reach out and say that they appreciate that uh, because mm-hmm. it could take a lot longer, and we would not be releasing Ugh. three epi- two episodes a week. Sometimes three or four. You know it's, what? I did not know y'all did that many. Oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. We're, we're crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're crazy. You got that so, right. <laughs> so when I pop off, when people are answering my emails or my messages in our communication, there's yeah. a reason. <laughs> okay. Because we got stuff to get out here in these streets. We got stuff to do. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired for y'all. Okay. Tired. We already thing. tired on one of them. Why do you have this quarantine drip going on, man? <laughs> My hair ain't normally like this. But here's the thing real talk. I love it. I yeah. love what we do. 
I, you know, we as a group, there's five of us by extension. There's 12 of us because we Dang, have another podcast. On. We have a video editor. We have somebody who writes some articles for us and does mm-hmm. some back end stuff here and there. Uh, we have grown a lot as a team. And I think that yeah. the hardest and best times of that process have been the really hard conversations. Yeah. Like the, yo, I really don't like that you did that. Yeah. You know, and like, and yeah. you were talking about how real to be, there's been times in, because pop culture, nerd culture is a very mm-hmm. sensitive world to be in. Mm-hmm. Because I have things that, pardon me, but don't fuck with it. Don't just mm-hmm. come in here and pop off about it and want to say bad things about it because it's yeah. a safety there, net for me. There's a yeah, lot of right. like anime snobs who'd be like, oh, Naruto is not as good as Dragon Ball Z. All right, guys, come on. Can we all just get along? Please. Take a nap. Go <laughs> so you're saying that's like for y'all, like how I feel about like Brandy's vocals and Monica's vocals. Oh. <laughs> so that's what. All that's day. The, I got it. We okay, will I go to it. war. I get it. Understood. I get it. Translated. Okay. Translated. Um, uh, computed. Yeah. Got it. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I, I get do want to. No. <laughs> uh, I, I want to round out uh, the last question in particular, and we'll make this a short one so we don't get too long in the teeth. Um, Rashawn, Dustin, yeah. what can we, so me, Tom, and Josh, and all the other listeners, what can we do to be invited to the cookout? Woo! First, you go listen to our show. Okay. That's 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 a start. You can listen behind the fence first because we got to check your credentials. Mm. Mm-hmm. We got to check. Um, provide no, receipts. honest <laughs> uh, and provide provide receipts. And <laughs> yes, um, honestly, I think honestly to be invited to the cookout, you have to just be willing to listen and to be willing to be wrong, mm. to be willing to let go of what you've always known to be right. Mm. You have to be willing to humble yourself and to be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You ha- and I think I really I think and beyond that I think the bottom line is is just you have to be humble enough. You have to be you have to want to be there. And being there means you have to you have to listen. You have to listen to our hearts. You have to listen to the hard things. You have to take it. And you have to ask the questions and not to, and don't be afraid to ask the questions. Well, I don't know if this question is racist. Just ask the damn question and then we will help you and guide you along the way. But you have to be open and you have to be in a spirit of how do I, how do we become one? How do, what do I do with, and just growth. You have to be a, a, a human, a person of humility and honor and honesty and vulnerability. That's that's it. That's half the battle. We can we can get you on on your swag. We can help you. We we can get you to go play a swag when you leave, and we'll give you a little to go box. But yes, if please. you can't come in a space of humility and willingness and empathy, which I'm learning that a lot of people don't know how to operate in, because if it doesn't look like you, you apparently can't it's feel some type sympathy. of way. Oh, okay. And we don't That's want right. your sympathy. We mm, want yeah. empathy it's and real different. human understanding beyond black and white, beyond the race. We are human beings. Right. And if you see a human being being shot for no reason, being a, a knee to the neck, and you're watching this human being die, as a human, you don't have an issue with a human dying like that. You don't have an issue with a human doing that to someone. And that is... 
you have to be human. And that's how you get invited to the cookout. Mm. For me. Everything that Rashawn said, plus don't bring no um, egg salad with raisins in it. Yes, we will tell you what to bring when you get here. Don't bring no potato salad. Yeah. We don't want your grandma's uh, green no. green bean casserole. Wait. Because we don't trust Wait. everybody when they cook. Because if you Y'all got cats, put, yeah. do don't you wash your chickens? And stuff. <laughs> People be putting raisins. I'm sorry. Your I'm cousins, your cousins, your, your cousins, your cousins put raisins in them. <laughs> and anything that don't, be, mac, y'all put raisins in mac and cheese, you raisins in. You, you can't put Brussels sprouts and, and crunchy no. crumbs on top of macaroni and cheese. You can't or, do it. Yeah. Like, you know, your cousins yeah. be doing some wild stuff. I know that didn't yeah. happen in your house because... You grew up with a wreath and all that, so I can feel I can feel it in the spirit over here. I have your words. <laughs> me, me either. I'm like, what? I be watching these cooking shows. I'm like, this is who y'all thinking? This? Listen, you I've didn't seen even watch that chicken. They don't wash the chicken. They don't wash the turkey. Listen, and then they <laughs> stuff the turkey with. I seen them stuff a turkey with candy yams. Mm. And marshmallows. But they just, they didn't know because they didn't cook back in the day. We did the cooking. So, you know what I'm saying? They didn't know. Listen, that's all we got to say. But, that's how that's how you got to go to the cookout. Yeah. Just don't bring nothing. We got it. <laughs> and to be a real friend. And we have a section in our show called Real Friend Moment. We always try to end on a high note where, like you're going back to you, Josh, like having real conversation with your friends. Like, listen, I may have to hurt your feelings about this. Or I may have to check it's you hard on for this. Me. Or, or, hey, I need to check in because I'm struggling so you have to be a real friend. That doesn't mean to be perfect. That doesn't mean any of that sense. Just a real friend means just authentic and honest and vulnerable and, and have the capacity to hold your friend up and hold them down when they can't walk and when they can't carry themselves. Like, it's really about taking care. Love thy neighbor. Because, I mean, here's you know the thing. I mean? Here's the thing. You're only ever going to do that with the people that you love. Okay. Like, you're only ever going to... Because it's hard. It's hard to set somebody down and with the potential of hurting their feelings, mm-hmm. which rocks the boat. And so if I didn't care, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't even spend the time because yes. it's uncomfortable for me. I wouldn't mm-hmm. put myself through that if I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you something mm-hmm. that bothers me that it, it uh, provides a challenge in our relationship yeah and i'd like to talk yeah. about it <laughs> yeah. and it's me and you versus the problem not me versus right you. yeah like it's that's us true. versus the thing that's happening yeah and yes. a lot of people don't know how to do that in i mean <laughs> relationships romantic ones and just in friends group like and and that's that's re- that's a real relationship yeah. and you have to be able to do that and it's gonna sting but you may be mad at me for three days but we're gonna yeah. go to lunch on friday and you're gonna get over it and, and try to have the conversation. It. Try to have the conversation without your feelings. Oh, okay. And Dustin don't have no feelings, so I don't really have to I worry have much to, about that. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> I'm the emotional okay. one. He's like, oh, okay, great, cool, and just keep it pushing. But that's it, man. But he's just got brandy, be... so okay, <laughs> okay. She's got all she's got all the emotions in her okay. voice. Nice. He's got to love, 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 love is love is the answer. Love yourself because if you can't love yourself. You ain't gonna love Who me. Who can you love? Okay. Come on. And I'm not I'm not accepting anything less than the very best love that you got. Otherwise, you can go kick a box of rocks. So find yourself. Nice. And uh I want our audience to love you guys. And I want them to check out uh my two black friends. Uh comes Please out do. 
comes out Black Friday season two. Um, where where can we send the audience? What links can we put down for both of you and the show? Oh man, where are we at? Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube because, like I said, we're super animated. So sometimes we'll be cracking up on stuff that we do physically, and people just die. So yeah, follow us um, on Instagram. All yeah. those things. Social media at my two black friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an, and it's then important. Sean, it's important to notate that it's a two, not the word. Yes, two. The number. Two. Yes, two. the number two. My Thank two you. black friends. Yep. Yes. You know, and if y'all don't have no black friends, just start with us. We mm. gonna help you out. Mm. We the two. The you know what I'm saying? You. Some of y'all don't have even, some, and y'all need we, some. So yeah. why not start here? We even have a cool theme song that you can sing to. You know what I'm saying? It gets stuck in your head, man. It gets mm-hmm. stuck. Sometimes Especially the person up, that edits like, the show. <laughs> okay. It gets okay. stuck in your head, and you're like, I know our theme song. <laughs> oh God, I'm like this again. Let me just get past this. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Rashawn, for taking the time out of your nights um, before all of our computers die. Um, thank you so much for being on the show, and we're looking forward thank to you for having collaborations. Thank you. Yes. 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 Thank y'all. Thank you for having us. And we can't wait to have you on the show. Yes. Mm, yes. Yes. Can't yes. wait for that. Mm-mm. Thank you. Wasn't that awesome? No, 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 no. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Oh my god, everybody! This is how this is how Tom hears me. Wasn't yes. that awesome? Wasn't that a great interview? I liked it. Oakley, don't sound. And then to hear <laughs> multiple hosts do the same exact thing as an impression of me. Thanks, everybody. I love yeah. you too. Um, no, but that was a really wonderful conversation. Uh, thank you so much, Tom, for uh, introducing Dustin and Rashawn to uh, the NerdOn family, uh, so to speak. Um, everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Do please uh, make sure to check out My Two Black Friends. Uh, check out their website, their social media. And um, yeah, it's they're, they're good people. And it's it's awesome to this Potter and family that we talk about uh, to expand not the cooperation and embracing this. We're all one. I dig it. So, um, yeah, if you're new to NerdOn, welcome. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Check out our website, nerdon.tv. It has all of the information on everything we do. We do do a lot uh, from multiple podcasts to um, video content to streaming content we do a lot, and um, so we would love it if you check that out. Uh, stop by, rate and review us. That kind of stuff does help us. Uh, share us with your friends, your family, all that good stuff. Subscribe. Play us up your cookout. Yes. <laughs> um, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We are everywhere from Spotify to iTunes to iHeart. We're everywhere. So do uh, subscribe. Check it out. And like I said at the top, do check out the Nerd On Nation uh, consider joining that as that does allow us to keep on creating content and keep being the best that we can be and at high quality because we we that's what we want to do we think that you as the audience deserve high quality content and the nerd on nation helps us to achieve that so um yeah thank you so much for listening you know the drill as always nerd on Broadcast.